You are listening to Time to Revive. This show is designed to help you get the confidence to share your faith in everyday life. The music in the background is Revival from Third Day. In the studio with me today is Mr. Mark Bird. He is with Revive Ohio. And I want to start off by talking about the fact that we don't have to do missions and we don't have to do outreach right here in our own town. We can go out to other counties. We can go out to other states. And now we can go around the world. So let's talk about that. Let's get out and get out of side of U.S. And let's see what we can do differently in the world. Yeah. And, you know, Angie, as we get rolling here, this is cool because this is from personal experience and everybody is accustomed to the fact that we in the United States, we send missionaries to other countries. Everybody's comfortable with that, right? We've been doing it for decades. So everybody's comfortable in the church when we talk about sending missionaries overseas. We're all good with that. But then when you start to think about sending missionaries to the United States— that starts to get a couple eyebrows raised, and then yeah. you turn the leaf and you go, well, what about other countries sending missionaries to the United States? Yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> so when you think about, quote-unquote, under-evangelized, right, could you really consider that the United States is under-evangelized? I agree. Yeah. And so today I have two very, very special guests on the line with me, and they are from the island, the nation of Grenada. And with me is Bevan and Curleen Stanislaus from the island of Grenada. Good day to you guys. Good day. Good day to you guys. Yes, and I'm excited to have you guys on the program. I've been to Grenada a few times and done ministry with you guys a few times, and I mentioned earlier to you that I've actually been on the radio with you in Grenada. So this is fun that we can also <laughs> reciprocate that. And and we want uh, for the listeners today to hear the hearts of missionaries that are actually in the United States right now from another country. And so can you guys share share just a little bit about your experience as you've been here in the United States representing Jesus. Amen. Well, um, hi, good day, everybody. This is Colleen here, and I'm kind of like the talker. <laughs> right, Uncle Mark? Amen, um, amen. <laughs> it's good to be in the United States. First of all, I want to say um, I actually became a missionary through other missionaries coming to the islands, mostly from the North America and Canada. We have been seeing lots of that when we were growing up as little children. So for me, coming to the United States, I would first of all start this by saying thank you. Thanks to those missionaries who came years ago to the islands and shared the gospel. Because of that, I am, I would like to call it, I'm a living witness of what obedience can do. Um, those missionaries of old that came down, uh, because of their obedience, I grew up hearing the gospel and give my heart to the Lord. And later on, the Lord called me to be a missionary. So that was pretty exciting for some of those missionaries to meet me later on in life and to see that I am into missions. So 
for me, it is really exciting being here in the United States. And one of the things I would like to add on to, even as you said, what it is for me being here, the Lord has been laying on my heart um, the authentic, um, the word um, being brought back into the United States, the the authenticity of the word, the genuineness of the word, because sometimes we can be in allegiance to a lot of things, sometimes church constitutions and all of these things, which may not be bad for us as churches having that. But I think um, standing on the word of God is what we are being called back to, what America is being called back to, standing on the word and the standards that God has placed in his word. Because when we do that, then we, we don't have no reason to change anything. God's word is true. God's word is final. And when we put up constitutions and different things, we tend to change that as we go along. But when we stand on God's word, then that remains sure. It remains unchangeable as it is so his word says forever it is settling the heavens so i believe that is the same word that we are being called to stand on so that's what i have to share on that question well for me a blessing to be here in the united states first of all and um i i count it all joy and and a, and a big privilege because many a times you know we limit us to just the little area where we are at. But God is a big God and He wants to do big things. Amen. So being here for me, it's, it's, it's a huge opportunity to share of a God that is not limited to just my little island. Amen. Um, I want to say that um, in 2004, that is where I received the opportunity of, to, to embrace that calling that God has given unto me into missions. And... Um, being a missionary, I haven't seen a day when God hasn't showed up and just, you know, show himself big in different ways. From protecting me, providing for me, from for giving me an opportunity to, to meet different ones that is able to um, be a blessing to me and also me being a blessing to them in different ways. You know, it's a wonderful joy as we journey that journey of just knowing him and sharing him with others as we go along the way. I want to just finally say that being here, one of the things that is also highlighted is how easily distracted our people can get, our young people. And we have a, a responsibility to point them to that place, to, to, to Christ, and to help them to be devoted in a way that, you know, in spite of the distractions, they know what they should be focused on, in spite of whatever that is going through their minds and hearts at the time, they have a place where they can find strength and hope. So the responsibility is not just for the Americans, but God will use others to be a part of that movement to strengthen or to, to give an opportunity to these young people to embrace the, the hope and the love and the joy that, that God gives by, by we giving, giving them an opportunity to embrace that. So I have a quick question. You came to the U.S. as missionaries, which kind of blows my mind because I always thought, you know, missionaries come 
from the U.S. to go to different parts of the world. Yeah. So what did you mm-hmm. see in the culture here at the U.S. that you said, okay, we need to go and do our part? <laughs> um, wow. That's a, that's a huge question. There's so many influences that comes to us, even in the Caribbean, from the U.S., influences, uh, movies, music, foods, <laughs> and um, wow, there's a lot to be said, but I think for me, just being here in the U.S., I see how, you know, like my husband was just touching on the whole thing of so many, so many things. Like, let me just give a, a quick, it may sound a little funny, but um, you know, like when we come to the U.S., um, one time I remember being taken out for breakfast. They ask, um, what do I want if white bread or wheat? And I said, I'm going to have wheat bread. And then they started calling out all those different wheat breads that I could have. And I was like, Stump, okay, I, I can't go further. Somebody just decide what, what, <laughs> what the wheat should look like. So in in essence, you know, this is what we know. But when we come here, there's so much that is being offered. And I just really want to um, echo um, my husband on this. So many distractions. And for for me, I see that with distractions comes a lot of compromises, um, compromises on what God's would say, um, the standard that that was set, I I think about the word and um, those men of old, and especially when the word says, you know, to be separated unto God, you see a lot of the compromise, a lot of the falling back into ways and habits that God says, hey, this should not be any part of us. And I believe um, when Peter says, you are chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. That's what peculiar means. You know, it may seem that you're strange, but it's okay to be, you know, we tell people it's okay to be different. Guess what? The word, God was already calling that, and the difference was following his standards, following his principles. That's the difference that he's looking for, um, where you are upholding his kingdom and his righteousness. These are the standards. And and um, I think I would just quote this verse from Matthew 6.33, where it says, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all other things will be added. So I think I see a lot of the going after the all other things and moving away from the, the righteousness and the standards of the kingdom of God. Yeah, thanks for sharing, Curleen. That's awesome. Bevan, I have a question that I want to ask you about. And so you began as a, a young man, and you were a very gifted man and an athlete. And you were headed down a path, and something happened to you, and God uh, set you on a slightly different course. But yet now, God is using you to minister to other children that are on basically the same path. And now God has asked you to reach out to, to young people. Can you talk a little bit about that, Bevan? Yes, well, um, 
Growing up as a boy, I, I developed a passion for sports, and I had the opportunity to represent Grenada on the regional level for a couple of years until um, that day when I met in a very serious accident. And God kind of spoke to me and, you know, my dreams and, and plans, you know, in the sporting arena was kind of shattered. But until, until that day when I got the opportunity to be introduced to an organization called FCA, and then it rekindled my passion for sports, but in a different way in terms of using sports as a tool to reach young people and to share the gospel, not just play sports and, you know, engage people, but also empower them in a way that they will see there is more to life than just playing a sport or being an athlete. There is more to life than just, you know, have, have an opportunity to become famous. So in the midst of it all, you know, I, I just want to encourage young people, you know, to pursue that, that, that passion that is there, but twin that passion, you know, incorporate that passion with the love of God and to share the love of God with whomever you may come across in paths with. And personally for me, when I said serious accident, I mean, it was serious. I mean, I was unconscious for, for eight days, you know, and, and almost been placed in a body bag. And I know defin definitely it has been the power of God, the hands of God upon my life. And I personally know that I have a responsibility to share his love, to share that indeed he is a God that saves, he's a God that gives hope, he's a God that supplies, and he will continue to be the God that gives second chances as we continue to trust in him. Yeah, that's that's awesome, Bevan. And you know, I'm I'm sitting here holding on to Acts one eight, uh, listening to this whole thing and uh, just waiting for the time to release it. And you know, we've we've probably heard it a lot of times, but uh, in this particular instance, it is so fitting. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses. And when I listen to your testimonies, you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And that is really what you're just walking out in obedience as the Lord has opened up opportunities for you to within Grenada, within your your parish, within the whole country to, to share and be a witness to him. But not only that, but now the Lord has opened up doors for you guys to come to America and to share your same story, your same testimony, and to encourage young and old, rich and poor, to listen that the time has come to understand that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he loves people and that I believe that God is going to continue to open up doors to you guys as you're obedient by faith and walk this thing out and walk through the doors that he opens up and God is going to reward you richly. And I'm reminded of Hebrews 11. It says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And those that come to him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him and you guys to me are the perfect picture of that because of your diligence to seek the lord and share his word every single opportunity that you've been given 
Amen. And so Amen. I greatly appreciate you guys coming on and sharing your hearts with us and let it be an encouragement and even a challenge to us in the U.S. that you're willing to go and share the gospel in our country as missionaries, as representatives, as ambassadors to Christ right here in the U.S. And, and let that Amen. stir us and spurn us on to be ambassadors wherever we go, even in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and for us to the ends of the earth as well. Amen. And, you know, just adding to what you said, Uncle Mark, I, I think of a faith, a faith move that happened when we were coming <laughs> when we were coming, what we had to pack to, to wear on this trip, because you know we were all tropical. So if we're not sunny, we're rainy. And um, I was not sure what do I pack to come, um, because it might be a little cold, much more than I am accustomed to. And I remember the Lord just saying to me, Colleen, just take your backpack and um There was not much in it, and I remember when Sue, um, that is the host um, person that we we stayed with, came to meet us at the airport, and she asked us, where your luggage? And we were like, that's it, our backpack on our bags. And I remember she brought some of those heavy jackets, which was the beginning, and I just saw how God just provided every piece of way that we needed down to the shoes that we needed to feel warm and to be comfortable. And so just to add to what you're saying, you know, when we step out in obedience, God makes every provision available. He's already gone ahead and have already made every provision. And for that, I am I'm just seeing the faithfulness of God. And like his word says, to obey is better than sacrifice. I could have said, you know what, it's cool around this time. Let's put it for some other time. But this was the time that he wanted us to come, and I could see it being the time, and he had already worked out everything. So that's just a recent faith. Our whole life is walk by faith. As a matter of fact, that's what Christianity is all about. That's what we are called to do, walk by faith and not by sight. And I think we've turned our walk into more sight than faith. So it's time for us to get back to our roots. This should not be something strange or something new. This is our life. This is our life. This is our walk, to walk by faith. What would you say to Americans right now that are listening to this about what we need to do in our own country, seeing as how you felt the call to come to our country because there's still a need? So what would you say to other Americans here about getting out there and doing some outreach? I will say to them right now, there's a need to rise up. Rise up and see the importance of sharing the gospel and being that gospel. Because there is one aspect of being, but there's another aspect of doing. But the thing about it, it goes hand in hand. So, so many times we focus on on the doing, but we, we have to be that. So people can see that you are... A child of God you know there is so much that you can do but there is people lives that is depending on you America and American Christians to rise up and be that that mouthpiece be that hands be that feet Amen. so that you can impact America 
for the kingdom of God. Amen. And yeah, I, amen. <laughs> and I and I echo that to be just um what what my husband shared there because indeed sometimes we can become like Martha, busy busy about many things and then um we miss the point where we need to really um be the temple. I think one of the things the Lord um really touched my heart about was when he said to me, Colleen, sometimes you all overrate going to church because he he explained that by saying we always look to go into church and we run into a building and then we do all what we have to do in the building and by the time we get out of the building we forget all that we learned in the building and the Lord was saying to me it's time for my people, my children, my people who are called by my name to know that they are the building. We are the temple of the living God. We are the church and we are a walking and a breathing and a living church. And so we need to affect the places that we are in to bring life, not death, but bring life. That's what he's there for. He says, I come that you would have life and life more abundantly. And so that's what we need to go into our highways and byways and speak life. We need to speak life. So I say to the believers in America, it's time to wake up, time to blow the trumpet in Zion, but it's also time to blow it in your community, in your family and speak life. Amen. Man, that is fantastic. You guys are such an inspiration. I'm so glad that you are challenging us to i mean it's just weird that you would have people that feel like they need to come to the u.s to do something and it it almost makes you feel like well i guess we're not doing enough and i agree we're not doing enough so i really thank you guys to challenging us to get out there and share the gospel everywhere we go this is what we talk about all the time mark we got to share the gospel yeah. that's for yeah, sure because uh, i if i would just add i think sometimes it's it's okay to look outside because you in the United States, you have been a blessing to us in in the islands. And I have to say that. And and I also want to say thank you. I, I know I said it earlier on, but, you know, sometimes we, we need to be a little more grateful and, and be, be thankful for all that we have and for those who have been a blessing. And I have to say thank you to all the help that we've received. And sometimes we can get caught up in going out and showing love, but then when we look internally, we are far from that. So I just say to you, hey, um, this is not to condemn because God never came to condemn us, but this is just to say, you know, as much as you are looking outward to be a blessing, don't forget the the inward part. Don't forget because that's something that he's, always look into. He says, I don't look at the outward appearance, but the, the heart, the inward. So I say to you in America, don't forget your household. Don't forget the, your neighbor. Don't forget your immediate um, place. You know, like Mark said out of that verse, you will be witnesses in Jerusalem. So you must start home and then branch out. So I say to you, you know, don't forget home. Don't forget your your family, don't forget your neighbor and your children and your uncles and aunties. And yeah, it's time to get our house in order, America. So don't forget in inside. 
There's really nothing else I can add to that <laughs> except to say amen, amen <laughs> and amen, right? Amen. And all of God's promises are yes and amen. So Bevan and Curling, thank you guys from the bottom of my yes, heart. Yes, thank you. You know, I love you very dearly. And thank you for taking the time to pause and come and share with us in America and challenge us and encourage us at the same time. You have been listening to Time to Revive. Thanks for listening to Time to Revive. This show has been brought to you by Shine FM and Revive Ohio. More information about this program at shinefmohio.com. We're community-supported Shine FM.